0: Hello and welcome to the Consumer Goods Forum End-to-End Value Chain Podcast. My name is Joelle Mbouillard-Leclerc and in this podcast series, you'll be hearing industry insights from experts working towards collaborative solutions that benefit the entire value chain. I'm away on maternity leave at the moment, but I'm delighted to leave you with End-to-End Value Chain Director, Rudy Hagedorn, who is your new podcast host while I'm away. Over
1: to you, Rudy. Hello, dear listener. And we are here today with uh, TJ, founder and CEO of TechOne, based out of Princeton, New Jersey. TJ, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Rudy. Good evening to you. So you chose a very specific topic. Uh, What would be the title of our session today and why did you choose it?
2: Let's say, let's call it transparency reimagined. <laughs> I like talking about transparency in the supply chain perspective, of course.
1: Excellent, excellent. So starting with that as a keyword, TJ, what are the greatest challenges to supply chain transparency today? Yeah, I think it's, 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 a, it's a
2: two-part answer. The first part, I believe, is around the lack of intent in the industry. A lot of people have kind of got into a mindset where they think and they believe very seriously that transparency is not achievable, uh, especially with the global supply chains nowadays. They think it's not achievable. It's not doable. So why waste time. And uh, that's something which bothers me because I've been in this business for over 20 years and at given where we are today 2020 we have the tools and the technology. The only thing we don't have is the intent from the part of companies to be able to drive it. Yes the supply chain is bigger and more complex than it was 15, 20 years back because you know, the sourcing is global. But with the, uh, you know, the advance of technologies and the crazy way it's been in the last 10, 15 years, the problems are extremely and easily solvable. So I'll just go back to the lack of intent as my first and uh, biggest uh, hurdle in
1: driving uh, transparency, if that makes sense. Oh, perfectly. Um, looking into where we are today, I get lots of questions on blockchain, cloud and others. And now you being an expert, how could blockchain and cloud tech help with data capture and sharing in a, let's say a food supply chain?
2: Yes. Yeah, so these are enablers. I talked about technology being an enabler to uh, enhance transparency or enable transparency, right? So for me, blockchain and the cloud are two fantastic tools, technology tools to enable that. What, how do they work? So the cloud enables that when we cap again, supply chain transparency goes back to data capture across the supply chain. It's very simple, it's very simple rules. The two things we're doing, we are linking the supply chain partners together and sharing their data with each other, right? So if you think of a world where you have supply chain partners all over the world, there is a supplier in Vietnam who's sending his products to Turkey, who then gets shipped to Germany, who then get manufactured and shipped to the US, we're talking about lots of different locations. So what happens is we now have the tools, be it mobile technology or the cloud infrastructure you specifically asked, using which we can capture data and instantly share it on this cloud platform, which was something which was not something we couldn't do five, 10, 15 years back. And then we have something called blockchain, which in, in ensures that the data which is being captured is secure because what blockchain does, it's not, Solving an existing problem, but what it's from a point of view of capturing data, what it's doing is making sure that when people put the data in, they have a little fear because once data goes onto to a blockchain, it is something which is, it's, as we say, blockchain is immutable. So it's very difficult or rather impossible to change the data and get away with it. So blockchain basically keeps good habits in place so that people have a fear of, I won't say fear of God, but the fear of blockchain when they put in data knowing that they can't mess around with this. So blockchain helps there and the cloud infrastructure helps with basically capturing the data in real time, which is a complete game changer. Very simple stuff but complete game changes.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, thanks. That's very, very clear. Um, this sounds a lot like a lot of tech. Uh, I mean, we all talk about digitization these days and you need to digitize and with, with the current pandemia, there's a big rush <laughs> <if you want laughs> to digitization. Uh, but in your experience, what are the implications of companies not putting more effort into tech traceability? I think the the implications
2: are purely business uh, because uh, we at least I see the world very clearly from the point of view of a consumer and and, and as a consumer I am going to demand transparency or rather I am demanding transparency in what I'm consuming be it my everyday milkshake or any other produce I'm buying from the market or the processed you know, you know chicken I pick up from the frozen section. So the the implications are purely business because if my consumers, or consumers are gonna be driving the need for transparency, wanting to be more conscious about what they're putting in their bodies, then companies will have to line up. And if companies are not lining up, then what's gonna happen in the longer term, companies will lose out on business. It's not happening today, so people are not making the change. But the companies who are making the change are the ones we believe, in, in, in my simple head, that they will be the ones who will be leading the revolution, because making this change is not overnight. If tomorrow you know, some company wants to decide that, hey, listen, I've been you know, lagging behind on this whole supply chain transparency initiative, so let me do it now, it's not gonna happen in one or two months. It's gonna take them a year or two or three. By then, they might be in a position where they they'll completely lose the market. So my simple answer is the, the, the uh, effect is purely business, which people need to understand.
1: How easy or difficult is it to capture and share data across such a vast and global supply chain? that you just so, mentioned. Yeah, so it's, it's both easy and difficult
2: depending on how uh, well organized you are. So uh, let, let me kind of try and frame that answer a little more clearly. So there are companies out there who have very strong processes on how they're running their business. Because uh, for them, it's extremely easy to capture data because they already have certain data standards based on which they're capturing data. Because keep in mind when we talk about technology, technology itself cannot solve the problem. Technology is just a tool. Before technology comes processes and with processes come data standards, right? So companies who have solid processes on how they are let's in simple terms doing this receiving, you know, are you capturing a lot number at that point of time? Are you defining the item? And again, I don't want to get into too much of detail here for, for our audience. But companies in simple terms, which have strong processes and strong data standards in which they have using some, let's say a GS1 standard, GS1 global data standard to capture the data, for them, it's been very easy to share data across the supply chain. For some other companies who do not have their act together, these are pretty decent-sized companies, and you'll be shocked to kind of see that there are certain big companies out there who are just running their business like, you know it's like crazy. These are companies I am shocked with and who are not running their house cleanly. They do not have standards, they they don't have business processes, which I believe are scalable. So for those kind of companies, it's always, it's been obviously difficult to get their house cleaned up because for us, when we go in and solve a business problem using tech traceability as, as a tool, we have to spend a lot of time upfront first cleaning and defining the process and then making sure that they have the right data standards to support that process before we talk about implement, implementing our solution. Because keep in mind, a tech solution is based on certain best practices, which are nothing but processes. Technology is not just a click of a button like you see on, on, on a Microsoft Outlook, uh, you know, calendar. It's, it's different, it's, it's, it's based on business processes. technology just enables it.
1: Does that answer your question, Rudy? Yeah, that's, that's perfect, yeah. Uh, then one last question. Um, how can current technology help solve tech traceability challenges? Uh, maybe you can point us at some cases yes. or ideas. Yes, yes. So this is this is a, a question
2: I love because uh, uh, we've been, as I said, we've been doing it. We've been doing traceability for about twenty plus years. We started in the late '90s with companies like Walmart and Target, uh, who had some very advanced plans around using thing, technologies like RFID to solve a lot of challenges around, let's say high value items and all. So we've seen, uh, you know, things move over these 20 years, but it's only been the last five to seven years, in my opinion, where new technology has come, which has enabled people like us who solve this whole transparency, supply chain transparency or tech traceability challenges in the industry, these tools have made it a reality. And I talk about three of them specifically. One is a very simple, thing called a mobile phone, mobile technology. Think of what it's done. We now are being able to capture information from the seed. We call it seed to sale traceability, right? But capturing the first mile data at the farm has always been tough. You know, farmers don't have time, plus don't have, you know, interest to fill up your sheets of paper. They need something really simple, which they can just tap in, you know, a few things and fill up the data. So what happens then you have mobile phones mobile phones using technologies as simple as WhatsApp, as simple as, you know, having a questionnaire with five drop down options. They just go in and click one or click three or click five. End of story, your data is all captured. So we have one mobile technology. People, of course, will give it a bigger name, the whole concept of IoT, mobile slash IoT Internet of Things. That's number one. Second is the global cloud infrastructure. So when this farmer or anybody in the supply chain using a mobile phone or let's say a, 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 a tablet or even a desktop makes data entry, that, that data goes into the cloud right away. Think about it, right? Somebody in China's in the farms scans something using a mobile phone, sends the data up. It's going into the Amazon or any other cloud platform you're using right away. The person sitting in Düsseldorf, Germany, or sitting in Princeton, US is able to see that data right away add the downstream information if they have it to that data right away so which is something which you couldn't do a few years back it's again it's something very simple something very obvious but for people like us who are linking the supply chain together all that we're trying to do is linking the supply chain through the different business partners from the farmer to the wholesaler to the processor to the manufacturer to the distributor to the you know retailer to the consumer together all that we're doing is that linking up together if we didn't have this cloud infrastructure, then we wouldn't have been able to capture this data real time and share it across the supply chain. That's number two. And number three is blockchain, which is again, I go back to my joke of fear of God. So it's fear of blockchain now. So people don't mess around, you know, trying to fill in the wrong data. If you do that, you are liable because I can come back in three years time and say, you know what, Rudy, you filled up this data on September 24th, sitting in your room and you said this data is correct because you know, you have your system has that thing logged in. And now you're saying, you know, in 2022, in July, when audit happens, when FDA is knocking on your door and say, Rudy, what happened? You're saying, oh, I didn't do it. Of course you did it. Because we have all the data in the blockchain. You went and tried to change it three times. I see it because in the blockchain, I have these three edits. I can see that you went in on the 27th, tried to change it. You went in on December 14th to try to change it. So there's no running away. So I talk about these three pillars which have enabled you know, companies across the globe to solve this problem in a very easy way.
1: Very clear. I think uh, for some I hope people, so. the concept of blockchain might might be <laughs> much clearer too. <laughs> okay. so, All right. No, I hope kidding. so. DJ, we have arrived at the end of our time here. If people would love to discuss with you more um, and know more about you and what you and your company do, where can they find you? So they can reach me on my uh,
2: on my email, which is tj at tag 1 and uh, i am on linkedin my real my full name i have a long indian name uh, so it's trinanjan so i'll say t r i n a n j a n gupta i'm i can you can find me on linkedin as trinanjan gupta and my cell phone i have always given my cell phone out you can please also reach me on my cell phone it's a us cell phone it's 302 932 3406. So, anytime you guys want to reach me, you can ping me on either of these three platforms.
1: Excellent. Thank you so much for your time today, TJ. Thank and you. And really? uh, I hope we stay in touch and, and maybe can convince you also to give us an update eventually on how things evolve uh, in the tech sector. Of course. Thank
0: you. Thank thank you, for you. Today. And thank you very much to our listeners for tuning in to yet another episode of the End to End Value Chain Podcast and be sure to catch the next one. In the meantime, to listen to previous podcast episodes or for more information about the end-to-end value chain initiative, please visit www.tcgfvaluechain.com.
1: thanks again good stuff and we hope you like this podcast and that you join us on our next one and if you're curious and have not read the recently published blog post with rebecca please head to our website and look it up
0: thank you and goodbye and thank you very much to our listeners for tuning in to yet another episode of the end to end value chain podcast and be sure to catch the next one In the meantime, to listen to previous podcast episodes or for more information about the end-to-end value chain initiative, please visit www.tcgfvaluechain.com.